This is Brand Marketing Nation. And now for your host, Jason Garbush. Are you struggling to create engaging content using social media? Today I'm going to share with you a three-step process that I use when creating copy or script writing for video. Following this process has dramatically improved my watch time and engagement. If you follow this process, you will also see the same results. To begin our planning phase, we should take a moment to decide what our topic is going to be. Sometimes it can be hard to figure out your topic, so you should consider reaching out to your social media uh, network. For example, I reached out to my uh, LinkedIn connections asking them what information they would find valuable when searching for a video production company. It's important to reach out uh, to the people who you want to market to and ask them to help you understand their buying process. I would recommend doing this in like a non-formal way, allowing your connections to speak freely. Doing this allows your connections to truly speak their mind, allowing you to get in even more accurate information about their buying habits. Don't be shy. Those who respond to you want to help you. Ask all the questions you can so you can be effective with communicating your message to potential clients. Most people think everyone is on social media, so it doesn't matter what platform you use. However, that's not entirely true. Understanding your client demographics will help you understand which platforms to use. Are, you, are your customers educated? LinkedIn is a great platform for educated customers. Are your customers under or over the age of 50? If your clients are under the age of 50, places like LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram are ideal. If your clients are over 50, social media may not be the best platform. However, most people over the age of 50 use Facebook to keep up with friends and family or YouTube for do-it-yourself and demo content, like if they want to go buy something. Uh, a lot of a lot of your users that are over 50 are going to go watch something on YouTube so that they can make sure they understand what it is that they're getting. Also, choosing the right platforms means that the typical end users meet your demographics. Choosing the wrong platform or just taking a shot in the dark does not always work. I'm speaking from experience. I, I tried this and it didn't work for me. And if you're wondering why you're not getting results, this might be the reason. Choosing a platform is more than just demographics. It also has to do with style. If you're using Facebook, make a lot of I statements. It's about you. Think about it as the narcissistic platform. If you're using platforms like LinkedIn, use a lot of we statements because it's team oriented and they want to know about team participation. You know, that's key when creating content on LinkedIn. If you're using a platform like YouTube, it's about you statements. It's about the end user. So when you're creating content on YouTube, you want to make sure that you're talking directly to the end user by using you statements when creating content. Lastly, when choosing a platform, especially if you're using video like I do, understanding the video format will be key when deciding how to shoot your video. Platforms like TikTok and YouTube require a 9x16 format, whereas platforms, 
Uh, other platforms want 16 by 9 or 4 point or 4 by 5. Knowing these platforms will help you decide the background of the shots that you take if you're doing video. If you're not doing video, then that might not be a big thing for you to worry about. You know, most small businesses when starting out have a hard time uh, with this concept. You should decide if your content is going to be branded content, sales content, or explainer content. To help you understand, I'm going to give you some basic definitions of what each purpose would include. So if you're doing branded content, you're going to want to talk about you're going to want to show behind the scenes or talk about what goes on behind the scenes. You want to share your company culture. You want to show the uses of the either the product or service that you have without actually asking for the sale. Like, here's this product. This is how you use it. This is how it's going to be effective for you. Also, people want to know your origin story. Introducing them to a brand mascot, that's important. But if you're going to do sales content, you should at least consider asking for the sale three times throughout your content. This is a basic sales technique that everybody should be using, but most people don't because content marketers, they just, they don't. You know, content is, you know, you want to have your content based around one product or service. You don't want to sit there and say, you can get this, 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 and this. You want to take one product, one service, and highlight it. Also, you're going to be using psychology, whether you want to realize it or not. If you're doing video, you're going to definitely be using color psychology. Uh, but there are other psychological tips that you're going to be that you're going to want to use in order to make your content more effective. And that's really what's done when you're making sales content. If you're doing explainer content, there's a little bit of psychology in it, but not much. You're really going to want to demo your product or service. You're going to want to share intended uses of the product. You know, if I bu if you buy something or if a client buys something, they may not understand all the uses for it, and they may not be completely happy, but if they understand the full function and use of the product or service that you have, they may be a more satisfied customer, and then that results into uh, more business for you you know you want to give an overview of your services so if you sell a product but yet you warranty it you want to be able to give an overview of it show exactly what you do maybe, maybe even give uh, some some technical advice on here's common issues and here's how you fix it you know and you also want to be able to show them how to get the best uses out of their product or service you know, once you've answered these three questions, you can start the writing process. When I first started out, I was all over the place. However, as I began to implement the power of scripting my content, I've been able to see an almost instant result. And you will too if you try this. You know, my retention and engagement increased so much that I realized how much money I was leaving on the table by not scripting my content. You know, how much would it be worth to you and your organization if you could cut your content creation time in half while increasing audience retention and engagement? What is that going to translate to for you and your business? Creating a script or copy with your direction in mind will help you determine everything else moving forward. Think of it like your foundation. If you if you do your copy, if you do your script writing and you, and you do it up front, 
it's going to help you understand it's going to help you predetermine the rest of the project moving forward such as you know your storyboard if you're doing video background music if you're doing video or the overall flow of your content regardless of whether it's video or written I found that this makes my whole content production process much easier, allowing me to produce more content quicker. And you will too if you try this. Before you click the record or post your copy, I recommend that you read your content out loud a few times to reduce the amount of errors and maintain the flow of your content. For example, the script that I'm reading to you right now, or at least the copy that I'm reading to you right now, I read over it multiple times and I that was where I did my editing process because if I couldn't get it to come off of my tongue very easily and it did not flow with my language and my vocabulary I was able to edit it so that it made it more so that it made the flow move a lot easier so you know this dramatically improves the overall delivery and reception of your content by just doing this throughout the process if you're recording on an iPhone, a built you know iPhones have a built-in teleprompter. It's called the Pages app. If you go into the Pages app after you've imported your document, because I write mine in Word, and then I import it into Pages, and then if you click on the three dots and you want to go into presenter mode, you can actually speed up or slow down the scrolling of the the auto scroll, and that way you can you can have it move at your pace in the way that you talk because some people they talk really quick and they got to be really quick 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 some people like me i, I kind of tend to talk medium to slow especially when i'm reading or when i'm trying to get a point across because you need to be able to give people time to be able to comprehend or process the information that you're sharing with them most importantly especially if you're monotone like me when reading you know, I think a lot of people are. You're just reading the words. You're not really thinking about the emotion behind it. You want to learn how to fluctuate your voice to emphasize the important words and not bore your listener or reader. Most people are unaware of how important tones are to human interaction. Um, a great story that I learned when I first started out in sales, I was selling uh, Kirby vacuum cleaners. And every morning before we we went out to go do our our sales uh, calls for the day we would have a, a little bit of an education's uh, an educational uh, session and the the owner got up and he taught us this concept and i've always referred to it the same it's called fuck you with a smile now i know that it may sound vulgar but think of it like this try this with a friend Go up to a friend and with a straight face, just say fuck you. See what his interaction is. Now, go up to that same friend a little while later with a smile on your face beaming from ear to ear and say fuck you. Probably will be less abrasive because it's being done in a lighthearted manner. A lot of this has to do with tones and, and voice fluctuations. So it's important that you understand your... your your fluctuations. It's important to the human interaction. It's important on how the end user actually receives that information. If you're enthusiastic, don't be too uh, enthusiastic, of course, but you got to have some oomph in your voice. I mean, even though I'm speaking low because of the way that my mic is set up, um, I still have a lot of oomph or passion 
or drive within within the tones that I'm using and that's you know and because I'm also knowledgeable about this topic you know it'll be easier for me to be able to keep uh, my audience engaged and if you try the same thing you will also do it you don't always have to be the face in reality it's really about the voice and the tone that's why background music is so important in videos because it sets the tone for all the other content if you're doing something that's upbeat but yet you have music that is uh, that, that's a piano and it's kind of like dreary it, it's gonna completely take away from the mood and the tone and it may actually directly affect the overall end users interpretation of the message that you put out there this is why you know, this is why tones are so important you know and all of this may seem like it's either too simple or more work than needs to be done in my opinion following this process makes life easier for you your video editor or your video production company you know when you're using this method the post-production time of my videos has been dramatically reduced by about 50 percent i felt kind of sheepish once i once i finally realized this that I was actually leaving money on the table like I said earlier if you're paying a guy like me which I am a video editor and I do own a video production company you know if you're gonna pay a guy like me to edit your video this translates into lower lower overall production costs and increased revenue by reducing wasteful spending now I, I on my social media platforms that I am on one of one of my connections responded that it's not that it's wasteful spending it's just that the time is used more effectively which lowers the overall bill but it, from a business standpoint I think you might all agree with me that that could be considered wasteful spending because you're putting so much work on another individual instead of making sure to keep that money in your pocket which as a business that's what you're supposed to be doing right so if you found any of this content valuable please take a moment to like share comment you know I'm always interested to hear your your results and uh, to hear the questions that you have it helps me make better content for you so thank you for your valuable time uh, and I will see you next time my name is Jason and I'm the owner of Garfield media a video production and editing company I will see you next Thursday same bat time same bat channel